Hey everybody, just got back from Sphere Point, and Mama's tired. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we uh, we left this morning at about 6 o'clock, rolling, heading home, and it takes us just about this long with all the stops and screwing off and transferring of equipment from vehicle to vehicle and saying goodbyes and everything with all our friends. And uh, yeah, 8 o'clock, so about 14 hours from packing up to unpacking. That's about what it takes for us to get oh. to Bernard, Kansas and back. Gino can run in like three hours of sleep, perfectly fine. I go to bed at 8 p.m. every night and get up at like 4 or 5 or whatever. And I'm tired. Really, yeah. really tired. I've always required a little, little less sleep than you. Yeah. So yes, okay, Spearpoint. Apparently there's some stuff going down on social media about Spearpoint and all everything that happened and all of the things. So um, this might be a short episode. We're just going to recap kind of like what happened on our end of things and kind of what we observed um, and go from there. Yeah, we didn't see everything from all the other squads, so we don't know exactly what went down. But, yeah, we can definitely tell you from our squad we had 18 shooters in our squad and only three of them were people that four, three or four people that we haven't shot with before. Yeah. Our good solid squad that we keep, uh, we keep shooting with and having a blast with. So it was a, it was a, really good time even though it was challenging conditions we had a uh had a fog delay which is a first for us yeah we had a fog delay and uh it was two hours it it just started rolling in when we started uh getting ready to do the match brief and we had our all our guns so at first you lay all the guns out everybody's shoulder to shoulder laid out one end of the shooting line to the other everybody all your bags and gear and everything. Had it laid out, was about to do the match brief, and it starts to fog up to the point where you couldn't see, I don't know, a thousand yards. And considering the cold bore target this week or this month was uh, at 1670, um, that wasn't going to work. So we had to stop and wait. <laughs> so, from an, okay, I think I shot sport, Spear Point, what, three times? Three or four? Three or four, something like that. It's always so hot there, and it's windy, so, you know, but the, the fog thing, I felt like it was Hunger Games. Like, we got there, and I'm like, oh my gosh, because I, I, reference, I reference everything, where's the deer stand? Okay, yep, there's a deer stand, there's targets, one, two, three, four, and I'm like, yep, oh my gosh, I can see it, this is crazy. My eyesight has not been great lately, and I was just happy that I saw that. Then all of a sudden, like, I turn around, and I, you know, I'm ready to go, chat with some friends and then I look back and they're like yeah we have a fog delay I'm like what I'm talking like serious hunger Games stuff I thought like the fog rolled in there's fog so in th- it's like yeah deadly fog like it burns oh, the acid that, off of your oh, body that stuff. Okay, I yeah, thought I like what you're talking about. <laughs> I'm like really okay can it can it get anywhere like I can't I've shot in the heavy snow where I can't even see the target I've shot in the rain I've shot in the heat Shot in the cold. I've not shot in fog. And you don't shoot in fog. And I see, see why I was like, <laughs> I can't see anything. This is like, this is crazy. What are we? This? So, anyways, I took a nap in the truck. Nicole, because it was cold and windy. Yeah, it was we like kinda, forty degrees with yeah, was, fifteen mile an hour winds. Yeah. And you know, I'm from Wisconsin, and it's like dry here, and it's cold, and it's thirty degrees, and we're like in t-shirts and raking the lawn and having a good old time. And I, I always forget like. More so in the south when it's cold, it's like humid. It's and damp. It, it cuts right through to your bones. And I don't care where you're from. Like if you go 
in the damn cold. It's cold. Yeah. It's just uncomfortable. And then poor Texans. <laughs> we got a little advantage on them, but it was still chilly. You guys, I was like going to all of the squads and be like, does anybody have any clothes? Ja- I mean, okay, I was fully cold, but like, does anybody have a jacket? Thank the Lord. I think Chuck like pulled through. He went. And and Chuck like, must have had the whole okay. back of his truck full of jackets and gloves. And but yeah, Chuck is from north of Minneapolis, so he's like from our neck of the woods, and he probably hasn't like unloaded his vehicle from his winter stuff like us northerners. <laughs> like right now, I've got like ice scraper, gloves, hat, heated blanket, traction control, kitty litter. I've got like all the things in case I get stranded in the cold, and I took them out because it's been really mild here. So, anyways. Chuck um, came through and gave Nicole and I a bunch of things to wear, and we were happy. So that was like the start. So yeah, we took a nap in the truck for, I don't know, 45 minutes. I think other people did too. I feel like a lot of people took a nap. A lot of people hid in their vehicles, Because yeah. you're going to wake up once you hear shooting start. Like Well, you're supposed the, to be yeah. awake for the safety briefing. You sh- Yeah, you should you be. Should. It's, it's, I mean, it's important. It safety is important. Is important. Yeah. Safety third. Yeah, so safety briefing this year, like Steve made a couple of changes. He adjusted the time and then changed the time for whatever reason. Like, didn't he cut it down to four minutes? Or No, we stayed at six minutes, but instead of making never, making it just on a six-minute rotation towards the end because we had a two-hour delay. Yeah, we were cut uh, short. We were, well, he waited till if everybody on that relay was done shooting early, he would start the next relay early. So if everybody was done shooting in five minutes, he'd give them a thirty-second warning, and then the next relay'd start in thirty mm-hmm. seconds instead of waiting for the six minutes. If everybody's Just, done yeah. in four, he'd start. Was it six minutes? Six minutes. Yeah. I feel like that's a lot of time. It's, and I'm a beginner. It's I'm a beginner, and you know, I just think I think that's a lot of time. Yeah, six minutes for ten shots on two targets that, that are fairly close together. Exactly, they're not very far apart. You very li- little you make... elevation adjustment. Um, I guess I wouldn't know the measurement off the top of my head. Probably you make a tiny adjustment. 30, 40 MOA of elevation adjustment between one and so two and five Wait, and I still, six. I still have it written on my hand. No, no, no. That's your dope elevation. <laughs> okay. I'm talking like actual like yeah. raising of the rifle. Yeah, there's not a lot of things that you have to change when you when you switch. But yeah, yeah. So it's six minutes is a little excessive. Uh, last year they did four at the finale, which I like. Uh, I'm down with four minutes. Let's four, get the show on the minute, road. It, it, yeah, getting the show on the road is nice. But, I mean, four minutes, is it's rushing for a new shooter. It's good for the finale. I think four minutes is perfect for the experienced shooter who's obviously done this a few times. But five minutes, I think, is a good balance for your general just running into the season. That's for sure. I mean, six minutes is excessive. Yeah. So, we kind of jumped into, you know, the start of the match and the, and the delay um, but I, I kind of want to jump back to to Friday night because we arrived there Friday night and Friday oh, night yeah, is, Friday night is when um, it's a zero verification yeah. range. And so you know we bring the three seventy five and I had I I just plan on shooting like one or two I think I did ended up with like three or something. But yeah, you you fire those off. What what are you looking at for? You shot nine. I did. You shot nine. I was so excited. Hey, you're like I think I need. A, I'm gonna run another one. I'm gonna run another one. And I said, as long as you don't break into that next box of ammo. I did. I broke into one. No, you left one in the box you had. So. (laughs) Yeah. So, okay. Which actually would have left you one round short. It's fine. If I would have, yeah. If you had had to gone to 4153. I was so excited though. I just, we got there and all of our friends were there. And then 
Marty was like, shoot the 50 cal. And I was really, I've been wanting to do that for a while because, um, you know, I'm, I might want to change to something different because I don't want, I, I wish Gina would choose something different than the 338. So she wants yeah. to jump from the 375 to a big gun. And your general people, the 375 is a big gun, but you want more horsepower and that's, that's a big jump up. So we've been talking about it for a while with Randy Ofsted like, yeah, and since the day Marty. I sh- and, since the first match of the 375, I'm like, I want what they have. Yeah. It, <laughs> the volume level coming off those brakes, you know, something is not even on the same level of energy. That's for sure. So, yeah, I ended up shooting Marty's 50 cal, and I didn't notice as much the impact as, like, the blast that came behind my glasses. Yeah, the concussion off of 50 is pretty intense. It, like, my eyes were dry afterwards. Yeah. And I don't know. It'll if clear I... your sciences. Like, it, it's it's a punch in the face. Yeah. And I that's might... straight behind the gun. It's worse beside so, it. Am I going to have to call into work sick tomorrow? No, I don't think so. I'm fine. No, we, we have a plan. I, we have a plan. I don't know what that means but so anywho i shot marty's stuff and then um ken and randy came with their 460s and we had already you know gino's already like talk he talks to everybody but he's like hey you guys can jamie can you bring like an extra round or two so jamie can try and like yeah they're so cool i love those yeah, guys randy brings an extra box of he's like here you go shoot oh another my gosh one. shoot okay. another one i i love those guys yeah they're cool they have the coolest stuff like their bipod um has like a it's a belt drive yes that's so cool yeah, like, so you don't have amazing. to reach way off because these forends are so long even yeah. I'm, I'm six two i got long arms i can't reach the bipod laying behind a gun well they bring a belt drive back within like short even arms reach so that they can adjust their bipod without breaking position and everything and that's important that's something that i've learned like you know you're all set you shoot you know target three and then you have to adjust the target four and then i gotta like i have to actually like get up and you know lean over the whole setup and change it and then lean back and look and then lean forward and then you know it's just i don't know why phoenix doesn't like remedy that like your joy pod has a a joystick joystick. i mean but that's that's small adjustment whereas all of the vertical adjustment is based on the actual unit itself with that phoenix which is, I'd say Phoenix is probably close to the number one used bipod and ELR right now. But you can't make those little, um, the, I don't know. The, the fine adjustments? You, no, but the the pegs that you use to turn it. like Yeah. So one thing that we did, or not I, but Gino, he made like longer pegs. But it can only clear it so much. Like when you have it raised up really high, it hits. So then you have to take it off. So you really have to be aware of your adjustments and how high or low they are because otherwise you're going to fumble and you're going to have to take those off. So yep, it starts binding up while you're shooting and you're on the clock and that's not a good thing. So anywho, yeah, shot the 460. I loved that one. The 460 was not, are you okay over there? Okay. It was just yeah, like, God bless you. God bless you. <laughs> We're going to choke in and sneeze. I got it. Yeah. I got it. I got it. Okay. Are you good? I'm good. All right. Um, 460 was awesome. What are you having over there? <laughs> well, I just my water. typical ice water with Jim Beam Rye and... Diet Pepsi. The lady at the restaurant today served us sodas, obviously, because it was early. And Gino got his Diet Coke, and he's like, this tastes funny. I'm like, yeah, because you're not putting whiskey in it. <laughs> yeah. 
So, anyways, back to topic. 460. Amazing. 460. I think that's what I want to go with. Big horsepower, 460. It's a, it's a slightly shortened 50 BMG. Neck down to 458 bullet. And uh, Ken and Randy are running, I think there's 630-something green bullets. And right around 3,000 feet per second. That was second. some cool stuff. It's, it's, uh, it's a beast. I'm a beast, so. Yeah, hell yeah. I'm full-sized and, you know, all that stuff. Then, okay, so here's what happened then. Wait, wait, wait. You gotta, what? You're going back to your first rifle you shot of that day that wasn't yours? Yeah. I shot everybody's rifle. I feel so, like... The new hotness. I cheated is... on my 375. I shot everybody's rifle. Including another 375. The 375. Justin. Okay, so Justin friended me on Facebook. And I've gotten a lot of friends. Like, anytime I post a picture of anything gun-related, I get, like... 10 friend requests a day and if it's all like rifle people as mutual friends or shooting people as right i friend them okay um they're generally pretty so yeah well i mean they're shooting crowds so there's a lot of fun i'll stuff give you a chance on, i'll give you a yeah, chance yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah no until then you start sending me nude photos and stuff like that then you're done but so this justin fella sent me a friend request and i always see like who's the mutual friends we had like one mutual friend and it was Adam. So then I took a screenshot and said, Adam, who is this guy? He's sending me a friend request. Like, you're a mutual friend. Can you vouch for him? And he's like, oh, yeah, that's Justin. He's Marty's friend. And he lives up north and blah, blah, blah. I'm like, okay, I'll give him a shot. So I friend him. And then I talked to Gino about this guy. And he's like, oh, yeah, that's Justin. So come to find out, Justin makes um, suppressors. No, he makes solvent traps. Sorry, solvent traps. Yeah. yeah. And he brought his 375. With a can. With a suppressor on it of his design. And it was amazing. It was. And so I I own a few suppressors from different manufacturers. And uh, he's shooting it through a 375 Chi-Tech. We're talking 130, 140 grains of powder out of a 375. And it was the quietest suppressor I've ever heard not shot on subsonic and there was it was bizarre the the sound it, it's un, it's it's undescribable it's just a whoosh there's no crack there's no pop there's no nothing out of the thing it is super super awesome I fell in love so <laughs> we bought two JR Machine Pro is his website and we bought a 12 inch and a 14 inch because Jamie is going to want one for hers and I'm probably going to Put one on mine, and we're going to turn into the suppressed ELR squad, I think, because it is just that ridiculously awesome. Um, yeah, it was crazy. And, uh, you know, you might be thinking, like, how's the recoil? And that was honestly a question. When Gino messaged me the other day and was like, hey, what do you think about, like, a, you know, suppressed option for the... Th and I... I'm like, mm, okay, how, okay, Your first how question much? was accuracy. Yeah, okay, it was. It was like, how, what, how does this affect accuracy? And then I thought recoil, because, you know, I understand the brakes and the reason for them and whatnot. And then my third question was cost, which I feel like cost should be the first thing that maybe I asked. Ah, but... cost is last. It's, it's, <sighs> we'll figure that out at one point. Let's worry about, do you want it? Will it work? And let's make it work. So I said, what would Gino do? Hey, hey. <laughs> I think that was one of my top questions. <laughs> what would you do? And he's like, yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I would do it. And I'm like, okay, let's do it. Okay. So then 
you know, Justin shows up and I got to shoot it and I'm like, did the thing go off? I knew it went off. Like, obviously I'm not an right. idiot, but it was so quiet. Oh my God. It, it, it grabbed everybody's attention more than the loudest brake gun. It looked, I felt like, uh, um, I don't know, like who's James Bond in a movie with like a suppressed, where they're like, psh, they're like that, killing you know, people. So a little bit, make that noise again. <laughs> That, that's how it sounded. <laughs> and it was it was a long whoosh. A psh, like like yeah. you just said. It was, it, it was, so it was crazy quiet. I've always wanted to, you know, be in the movies as a sniper. And now I feel like I am. Oh. So, I, no, I, I was, I, you know, I don't even have it yet. And it's not even set up, but I'm yeah, talking about it tonight. We got to uh, apply for a couple. Well, not apply. Yeah, I guess apply. We got to send in some Form 1s and... Get government, We're going to be legal, you guys. Get government approval to do what our founding fathers said we should be doing anyway. But We should use our Biden bucks for oh, yeah. gun stuff. That's a, a fantastic idea. Biden bucks. Use the communist cash. That's a great idea. So, anywho, that was amazing. That's Friday. Fun. That was Friday, yes. Then we get to the <laughs> we match. We ain't even matching yet. <laughs> we get to the match and... Had the fog delay. Fog delay, yep, and then we do the cold bore, and... Cold bore was 1,670 yards this time, and you got one chance at the cold bore, and then you got a follow-up chance, which was new to this match. Why is that? Why did you need the follow-up? Uh, so the follow-up, uh, his reasoning behind it was to level the playing field, because not everybody gets to start at the closest targets. So your cold bore, not everybody's cold bore goes into the group. So he wanted you to get a cold bore, and then you get a follow-up to gain a little more information about the what the wind's doing, how, how stuff's kind of behaving out there, to give those people that aren't necessarily on the close targets uh, a more level playing field. If you got to start at target three or target five, some people consider that a disadvantage. Even though, say, the target five and six starters, they shoot with no mirage, but generally the wind's a little less, whereas the target one and two shooters end up shooting in the higher wind but they got the closer targets to learn their their holds better i'm biting my tongue you're biting your tongue i think that's lame you think it's lame why is it kind of just because i've been in the situation where we started on one two we've started we started on we've started at five six and it depends on the day like there's been times where oh we should start on one and two because the winds are going to pick up later like I don't. I don't know. I just think it's lame. Like, it, it's. I didn't. I know I didn't answer your question. I just feel. Well, it wasn't that a question. I mean, it, I understand what you're saying. It. What is one more shot gonna do for anybody? It's cold war. Well, one shot. Oh, oh! You learned from that one shot. Exactly. So why do we need two? No, no, no. The second shot. The first, and it's because you're generally your first, very first shot of the cold war isn't always. It's, it's, off. Outside of the group for a lot of guns. Tough. So well, it is tough. tough. You should exactly. It is tough. Sorry. You're supposed to log that and understand what it does, and then you should know. But there's plenty of people that come in there that don't understand where that cold bore shot is in relationship to their general group. So it gives them a little extra data gathering point. It really only takes. It should only take another maximum of twenty seconds per shooter, even though some of them it took a a lot longer. 99 skip a few whatever 100 what does that saying go i don't know i, I don't remember know. okay so i might be 
I don't know. I'm there to have fun and practice my fundamentals. Like my goal is to practice those things and listen to my spotter and have fun. Like that's what our squad's about. So when I say tough, one shot's enough. Like some people are probably going to disagree with me and whatnot, but whatever. I am who I am. They're changing it for next match is what the, um, the what word do you, is. Do you get three shots now? No, it's going to be added to your when you first start, I guess. What do you mean? Instead of everybody lining up shoulder to shoulder, going down for like an hour and a half, one person at a time. I, it, it's, it was an hour and a half because it was two shots per person. Well, and it, it was an hour and a half. Okay, no I what. love Steve. I'm not bashing Steve. No, no, but no. But the, the two-hour delay thing, like, sucked. The two-hour delay is what screwed everything. But So what is it going to be next match? Wait, where did you... Who's your source? Uh, Glenn. Who? Glenn Swagger. He talked with Steve... Last night, as they're totaling up scores okay. and discussing so, how the match went and stuff like that, and he was okay. talking about possibly changing the format of the cold bore and putting it in with your initial start that you take the shot at the cold bore target and then you start your set. Hmm. You would need like extra time for that, then, right? Because you have to. Uh, like, I don't know if they've worked out the details okay. of it at all. Well, I'm sure or... people are going to complain because it's. Everybody complains about yeah. everything. Who cares? Just run it, and then if they don't like it, figure it out. So. We did the cold war, everybody did two shots, and and then everybody, okay, so my friend Nicole and I, we were like, hey, we need to get next to Justin. Justin, <laughs> Justin's with the suppressed 375. The quiet gun. Because, ugh, no one wants to be near those barbaric. No one wants to lay next to a 460 Steyr exactly. with a giant tank so break on I'm it. like, yeah. Nicole. Soon you're going to be that person. I know, I'm going to be that Now you're going to shoot girl. suppressed at the 460. Yeah, Nicole, we got to get next to Justin. And I wanted to be like... We got to get on Justin's left side. We can't both get on Justin's left side, but we'll try. <laughs> so she gets on Justin's right side, I think. Oh, that was a mistake. And Garrett was on the right side. No, the big 416. Oh, so anywho, it sucked. I feel like <laughs> it, and I was next, you were on my left and I think Chuck was on my right. Yep. I'm not sure, but yep, Chuck was it on wasn't, right. okay, it wasn't that bad. Like I handled it better than normal. We both shoot little baby 338s. Yeah. So we did that, and then we all went to our squads, and everybody argued about what bay they're going to be, and then they got salty about having to move, and we finally got settled in, and I killed it target one and two. I was like, like on oh my fire. God. I was like so excited. Uh, oh, you missed like two shots or three shots total uh, and out of And then, them? yeah, then target three and four came. Not sure yeah, so then we switched, we moved, and uh, shot three and four, and the wind, it got switchy. And it upped from when we were shooting one and two. We were in the 10 to 13 mile an hour range. And fairly constant from about the 4.35 o'clock. Which isn't always good for your elevation, but you ran solid. I mean, you were just hammering. And then we got to three and four, and we're talking 15, 18 gusts. And at that point, we're probably 22, 23. But it was switching from six to four o'clock. And uh, danced around the plate. Yep. Which I did the same thing. I mean, I mine was mine was the same thing. But the wind calmed down for me a little. I mean, calm for can or calmer. And uh, I still wasn't impacted a plate. It was uh, it was bad. Then uh, comes five and six. I struggled a bit on five. I did get an impact on six. You were all close on five. Yeah. And then on six, all of a sudden, we're like, gee, many crickets, man. You're like seven minutes low. 
And this gun that she's shooting, she shot before, it runs. It just works. The tired barrel, it's just a little bigger group, but everything is consistent. Speed-wise is consistent. Elevation and BC are proofed and solid. And it was ridiculously low, twice. So we come up four, we come up another three, and... Hey, Jamie, did you did you dial your dope? Did you happen to oh. forget dialing your dope? Oh, sorry oh. about that. Yeah. yeah, so now... I uh, missed one little left. You put one on target and then one a little right. Because the wind was still switchy. Still, I mean, it still wasn't an easy wind. But we put you on at 36. And then I shot five and six. And at that point, the wind had actually died down. to It was like a constant 10 in a constant direction. And I was a little left and a little right and a little high and a little low. And... I got up after shooting five and six, and I got skunked. So I, I, I didn't hit anything after his target two. I got up, skunked, and uh, I went to pack my stuff up and going through my head that just something, something in the system is wrong. I didn't know what it was, and so I grabbed a hold of the gun, and the scope rattled. The base had actually shook itself loose. So I don't know when it started, uh, but it... I finished a, I finished a match with a loose scope mount. So I can't fault the ammunition or the load or my spotters or anything. It was almost certainly just a loose scope that cost me four targets. <laughs> that put it into my day. But did you have fun? Hell yeah, I have fun. Yeah, I yeah. always got fun. But since Jamie hit target six at 2203, she got a chance to shoot at 3593. Uh, one of... A little less than half of the shooters got to try that. So we borrowed Charlie Tarek from Garrett. Garrett. Thank thank God for Garrett to come through. Yeah. he. Uh, we kind of hoard around his prism. Literally. Uh, like literally. used it. Everybody in our squad that was shooting that, like except for uh, Adam, pretty much used Oh, no. Chuck didn't either because he didn't have a rail. He held up in the sky as a holdover. His was crazy holdover. <laughs> I didn't know that. And he was close. Oh my god, yeah, he, he was, was close. Yeah, he was super close. And he got one. So, and, and so there's a random. Well, and we'll get in that in a minute. Uh, so he was close, and we we actually lost. Couldn't see one of his misses after we had got him close. And uh, that'll come in later. We got Jamie out there. She borrowed Garrett's prism. It's supposed to be 100 minutes. It measures 113. It, it measures exactly 113.7 minutes of free elevation. And then what do you have to dial? Mm. 74. It's still written on my hand. 74? Yeah. 74? 188 or something I swear, like you guys, I washed my hands. It was with permanent marker. Yeah, okay. So 74? 74. First shot. Uh, what were you? You were... Eight minutes left. Yeah. We underestimated the wind by a bit. Cranked her over eight. Just off the right side of the target. And for the sequential, the rest of the shots. I don't think you missed that target by 18 inches. Close, but no cigar. Close, but no cigar. So that was the end of Jamie shooting. I, I had so much fun, though. Oh, yeah. Awesome. 
awesome time. It was a great time. And we gotta we gotta talk about the fantastic shot by the four sixty. Oh my god, you guys. So yeah, okay, in our squad, Ken uh not yeah, Ken. Randy. Randy. Oh my god, I get Ken and Randy mixed up. I feel like it's like a you know when you have like a couple friend, it's like Ken and Missy. Charlie and Nicole. Ken and Randy. Yeah. So I get I for whatever reason I like always get the names mixed up, but So Randy. Randy is the guy who let me shoot his 460. Super cool guy. Jamie rubbed all her luck off on it. Because he won the I match. Th- I, didn't, I have no luck. I've bought scratch-offs like once a week for the past three or four <laughs> weeks, and I've won nothing. I'm all not right. lucky. So yeah, he is a good shooter. Brandy's awesome shooter. Oh, and so cool and nice. And he is up there, and he's like dialed in. Boom. You wait like eight seconds or whatever it takes for the round to get there. Impact! Everybody. First round oh my at God. 3593. But I don't care who you are, it's so cool to see people get impacts. Oh yeah. To watch round. to watch oh people gosh. on your squad, off your squad, anything, to hit them targets way out there is pretty dang awesome. It was so cool. So then And it's first rounder. Oh uh, yeah, first round is so amazing. That means like, your data's right, your elevation's his solid. Always right. Oh well, I mean, yeah, I mean you're always I mean his data's right. It's just at that point putting all the yeah. wind reading minds together to hope you got the right stuff on. So just to back up a little bit, like everybody who advanced on to target eight, it would have been like they all lined up. So I am not, we will not mention any sort of names of anybody. Besides, I probably will. You shouldn't, going. but it's oh. fine. You shouldn't though. Cause you know, you don't want to be that guy, even though you are that guy, but just don't. <laughs> um, yeah. So everybody in the beginning, like, fires and does all their things, and then, um, you know, I shot, and then they go back down, and then they run back through. So at this point, like, there had been one full lane of people that shot, and then um, Ken, did I, 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 I didn't screw it up again. Randy. Randy. See, I did it again. It's just like the same people. So, but not. Um, so then they shot again, and then we went through another round. Yeah, it was, it was three lineups of shooters at the so the far target randy was like the second round there was the most shooters at at our squad squad. because you spotted there was 10 i don't know about that you're a good spotter you had good shooters too but there was 10 on our squad that shot i get up there i'm like tell me what to do yeah we had over (laughs) half our shooters shoot at the the middle so anywho yeah everything was like awesome and then we got to like the third round and we were finishing up it was like getting dark it was it was past sunset at this point it i think it was like 6 30 uh closer oh. to 7 30 was it like i looked at my watch <laughs> was, and i'm was, like yeah i say 7 15 like, i'm kind of hungry yeah it was it was late <laughs> sun was getting yeah sun was below the horizon at that point by the time we started shooting the last couple of people at 41 53 the uh the sun was below the horizon. It was still light, but not a lot. And when Randy goes up, we're all praying for that another first round impact. Oh my god, that would have been his amazing. first shot. Elevation was perfect, right in the middle of the target, and about ten, twelve inches to the right. I mean, it was ridiculously close, and it played left and right of target. And then his last shot, I bet, wasn't a hand's width to the left side of the left edge. It was just that little bit of puffs of wind was pushing that big old bullet. Even that big old bullet. I mean, that bullet's serious. Let's talk target size. Because oh, yeah. this has been a conversation before. Like, 
um, you know, Steve has been like uh, three feet target. Like, Steve's a proponent it, of consistent, consistent target size. It, sh- it should get harder the farther you get out. You don't make the target bigger so that it's easier to get hits farther out. That defeats the purpose. All it is is it is it makes people feel good that they say, oh, I hit a target at two miles or 4,000 yards or 5,000 yards. And in a competition where you're wanting to try and push people's ability and the equipment and all that stuff that you, if you can't hit a fixed size target, that means you're not good enough and your equipment's not up to snuff to reach that distance. So get better. Don't make the target bigger so you can hit it with your current skill level and your current ammunition, your current load. Get better. And he's on he's on the thought process, or at least on our conversations, that get better. So the targets actually here at 3593 was 60 inches square, five foot square. Not his typical three foot. And his 4193 target was 72 inches square. And it was to get people in picks because in the record keeping, there is no connotation that says anything about target size. So when people are trying to compare who hits what and how far out in a match and how awesome it is, there's technically no level way of showing skill level to compare. So he put a monster target out there so people could feel good about hitting stuff. And uh, people hit it. Not to say that even hitting them big old targets is easy. Oh my God. I mean, it is insanely tough. And you got to have ridiculously consistent ammunition to even be in the ballpark. But they were big for a reason. And looking through my scope, they didn't look... Like, I, I wasn't expecting them to look the way they did, I guess. So, the 35... Oh, we're just going to call it the two-mile two target. Sure. The two-mile target was not quite two MOA, which is the equivalent of shooting at a two-inch square at 100 yards, about. It, yeah, it didn't look... As a beginner, and for someone who... I've never shot that far. Yep. Yeah, that was the farthest target you took a poke I was at. like, I've got this. I've got this. There was no mirage, really, from... No, at that point, the sun's almost yeah, down. Yeah, like, it was, it, I, it, was, it was steady. I felt steady. Everything was good. Yeah, but it was just kind of fighting that wind and... It was still windy, yeah. But we, uh, we got you god dang close. Close, but no cigar. Close, but no cigar. Yeah. Yeah, so, anywho, it was a great time, but then, um, kind of what happened is we were getting short on daylight and, you know, people had to go... But then there were, you know, people who were like, there's hits on, on, on the two mile target. There's hits there. I can see it. And then it was like, well, who hit them? And we have camera, not we, but Steve has cameras at the targets, but I guess they're grainy. I didn't see what they looked like. I can't see anything anyways, but he said they were like grainy, the cameras. Yeah. They were having a little problem with the moisture or something like that. Right. Yep. And I mean, I'm not going to deny, like after pictures have been posted, there were there Several were five impacts and a skip on the two mile target. Yeah. So like 
who did it. The only impact that was called on that target that was confirmed by the, the camera on the spotter was... During shooting. During shooting was Randy's. Yeah, they called that right away. It was like, yeah, undeniable. But so, yeah, it was kind of like who shot the other ones. And we didn't have time to go out and look. And like everyone was wanting to like analyze the splash and find the bullets and all, all of the stuff. Um, but we were getting, you know, short on daylight. And so then he's like, well, basically. It pretty much heard, boiled down was if you think you hit it, shoot the far target. And then once we figure it out, then we're going to figure out if shooting at the far target, even if you hit we're going to figure out if you should have shot it or not. But better safe than sorry, running out of daylight, not time to run 15 minutes on the Ranger there and then 15 minutes on the Ranger back to try and check targets to verify. It would have been dark before he got there almost. So he let everybody shoot. And everybody who th- everybody think. who thought yeah, I was like everybody no, who thought not everybody. I didn't, yeah, everybody but. who thought they hit 3593, the 2-mile target was allowed to shoot. 4153 or whatever that one was. Mm-hmm. Uh, one person hit it. Fourth round impact. Uh, Ryan Chaney hit it with a 33XC, shooting 300 green eight tips. And it's pretty easy to see. Lead splash is five times, ten times bigger than a copper bullet. There's no there's no mistake in the difference between a copper bullet and a lead splash. So, was that um, on Facebook? Didn't you didn't you comment on his like? Did you actually hit the the thirty one the two miles? Right, I said. Okay. Yeah, yep, I I commented on that because I'm like, well, did it even count? Did it even hit the two mile target? And because the only at that point, I'm not gonna go out there and eyeball a target myself. I'm gonna rely on pictures from people I know and everything. And the pictures I saw, I had only seen three bullet marks on it at that point. Okay. Chiming in. What's that? You, the way that you thought it in your mind, from what I can take, is like, did you actually hit the two-mile target? Like, that's how I feel like you meant it. But then when you wrote it on his page, you were like, did you actually hit the 30-whatever target? Like, you sounded like a jerk. <laughs> I'm going to yeah. just call it. I, you sounded like, when I read it, I was like, oh, this is going to come across really bad. And then people were like, why are you going to be a jerk? Basically, yeah. so... Okay, and I guess, yeah, so, I don't know, I guess uh, tone of voice is hard coming across the internet. It is. So, yeah, the way I, I said it was, how do you get a shoot at that far target if you hadn't hit the earlier target? And that was based off of hearing only one time out of the score box go impact. At that point, we had known that Randy Ofsted and Bill Poor had put three total bullets on there <laughs> and it was just it was a legitimate question like how, how do you get a shoot i i was assuming based on the information i had at that point that he had and there was only two people to hit it well come to find out there's five bullets on there and one skip and he claimed the lead impact which brings me back to our chuck who's aiming up in the sky <laughs> does that even count Oh, it counts. I know. As we put, so his first one was another one. It, it was a little off. He's a little low. We brought him up and uh, danced around the target. I mean, like right around the target. And uh, we lost one. We lost his fourth shot. We didn't see where it impacted. And it was really, really close to where it should have been. 
So we don't, I mean, I can't confirm nor deny. I didn't see the videos. I don't know how good the video is or is not, but it'd be nice to like see it. I mean, it'd be cool to, yeah. to verify the timing to say, hey, oh yeah, Chuck missed it or yep. Ryan hit it or vice versa or whatever. And it's tough. They're growing out there that the first match with those cameras and figured out there's little growing pains in it. People just got to be patient and let the let it work with them. Because, I mean, you only, when you only shoot one match a month, it, it's hard to progress at a high rate of speed. You can only test all your stuff mm-hmm. in match settings. The thing's sitting out and pouring rain the night before and fog in that day. Fog, moisture and fog, it's everywhere. So... It's growing pains. You're getting there. It's it's better than people just winging it, saying, I didn't see a miss, so it's got to be an impact, which I happened to hear twice this last match and blew my mind that people even say that or think that, but I guess they do. Um, That's how it ended up. Ryan Chaney took first, like 44 or 49,000 points in, in light gun, gun. and then uh, Randy was over, I want to say over 54,000 in heavy gun. And those are our two winners. What else you got? I don't know. I'm just just reflecting back on the whole situation, and I've shot if I've got a few ELR matches under my belt, but some of the way that these people act is just blows my my mind. Like I don't know. It's not the majority. It's just it's just disappointing, I guess. Um, and maybe we're not like we're not there to compete. I'm there to work on my fundamentals and, you know, improve from what I performed the previous time. And I realize like the the conditions are going to change and I'm testing different things. Um this was the last rounds for my barrel. So I I don't know. I guess I'm just disappointed to see the way that people act and the way that people yell and s- just it's just childish i'm probably gonna receive like slack from this but oh you're talking about somebody calling out to say shut up if you're not shooting like i think it was like an f-bomb shut the f up if you're not shooting when you're the spotter and you're calling there's that so our squad communicated pretty well and at the far targets the two mile and the 4200 and we're we've got four guys on glass watching I'm calling an MOA because the shooter's an MOA. I got a other guy. He's on 18 power UHD binos from Vortex. And he's catching the wide stuff. If something's wide, because he's I'm dead. zoomed in trying to catch them finite measurements, he catches it and brings us in close enough where I can see it. So you got a few guys barking corrections to people with hearing protection that giant explosions have been going off all day, so their hearing's a little loud. impaired. We're loud. So some neighboring dick goes, shut the fuck up if you're not shooting. And the three of us turn over, look at him, and say, you shut the fuck up, you ain't even on the squad. And this guy, he he knows who I am. He doesn't know the other two guys calling. And he wants to pipe up like that, like, like, he, like he should even... Open his goddamn mouth. Ridiculous. You would never hear that in a WPRSC match. That's something we had discussed as well. The squad and the shooters that we have here in Wisconsin at these matches, you would never see that kind of behavior. 
and it is sadly noticeable at that PRS match. There's a couple of individuals that happen. The ELR match? Yeah. That happened. said PRS. Oh, the ELR match, I'm sorry. No. That open their mouths and turn into. It's super disappointing. Like, it's, it's very embarrassing almost. Like, we, you know, when you we brought two new shooters to this match and they were actually PRS shooters and we're like, yeah, try it out. And came and they're like, what was that all about? Yeah, that the was fir- crazy. When their first time shooting ELR at the end of the day, they go, after all the, oh my God, it's awesome, my hit stuff is, could you believe the behavior of. So and so and so and so, it was if to the okay. if if I had sponsored those shooters, I would be embarrassed from their behavior. Absolutely, and in fact, there might be some issues with some sponsorships. I feel like I don't know if some of the sponsors were aware of some of the behavior of some of the shooters, but I would assume they're not. They will be. I feel. And, <laughs> oh yeah. Well, um, you don't know people that you don't know. So it's probably best, even if you're not a nice person, to pretend you're a nice just person. Just be nice, you just guys. Just be a nice like, person. Be nice. That's yeah. that's all it takes, you know. Be nice. And I don't know. Yeah, I think we're going to wrap it up on this note right here. Be nice. Don't and be a we, jerk. Don't be a dick. No, it's not even... Be, just don't be a jerk. You don't have to be nice and smile and good morning to everybody. Yeah. Just, <laughs> just don't be rude. And I'm going to imagine... So it's going to be a super busy two weeks. We got... New ELR barrel. We got to get Jamie tuned up on PRS. A little load work done. I don't even know PRS, but I'm shooting, so oh, I have to. We got to get Jamie figure, started up on PRS. I just have to study the matchbook and all the things. Yeah. So, so that's gonna. We might not get one coming out this week. We might. Oh yeah, and our but child. We have two weeks of massive amount of yes. shooting training to do before we got to shoot our first WPRSC Ugh. season opener. I'm not even nervous. I'm just gonna. Like, I have, Don't be nervous. I'm not. You're on the best squad ever. We well, have so much fun. I, if anything, I'm just going to like... I'm going to imagine... Not be a jerk, I guess. That's my... I'm, I'm yeah. not really a jerk ever, jerk. but... No, you're never a jerk. Yeah, but hey... We are going to have one... Great time. We are going to have one awesome time. Yeah, we, and... We might do an episode between now and then, but I'm going to imagine our next episode is probably going to be a either prep for Ugh. WPRSC PRS match, or it is going to be just like this. I'm going to do review. my workout program tomorrow, my my workout with the PRS gun, because I think that's a thing. You, you know? work out with your PS gun? Th- PRS gun, yeah. Maybe. Squats or, <laughs> you know. Swiggity swooty, work on that booty. Yeah, because every, basically every fat cell that I have in my body, I discovered it this last match with 50 cal and the 460. 200 like, grains of powder will make I basically know where absolutely every fat cell is in my entire body. But hey, shout out to our oldest offspring, Buzz. First, second trap meet tomorrow. So that's also something that's going to cut our time out. We're yeah, gonna, we got... Yeah, trap. Balthazar is on trap. Loving it. So keeping the youth in the shooting game. And, and uh, you should do that too. Me screwing up scores and, you know, all of those things. Nah. So, anywho, guys, it was great talking to you, and um, we'll get back and update you. So, Easter this next weekend, and then PRS, and then ELR, and then who knows what. And it's basically going to be carnival stuff. Alrighty. Live your life. Don't be a jerk. That is all.